Well, I understand why you turned to clowning. Yes, so all of that dysfunction and all of that pain, I was able to put it in a safe place for myself to go, okay, that was his shit that I had to deal with and now I'm free and I choose joy and I choose light and I'm gonna try my best to see things in the best light possible. You know, having said that, what would it mean to you to be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame? It would mean so much and it would give me all of the chances that I want and need to inspire people who are weird, who are different, who are told that they can't do something, to do it, to own their joy and to feel awesome. Yeah, and actually you've done that from the moment we saw you on Canada's Drag Race to today, and you continue to do that. Thank you. Well, you did it. Guess what, Jimbo? You, you crossed international lines, and you goddamn very well done did it. It's very Oprah hands, I believe, you know, the winning, but... It, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with the expected winner winning. You know what I mean? Like, there is still something very satisfying about it. It's who I wanted to win. So, yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. I I mean, we, we, we cry for a meritocracy all season. I want a meritocracy till the end. Yeah. And mm. I she won this fair and square. I feel like... Uh, Candy made much like season thirteen. Candy made a very entertaining second place, mm. but much like season thirteen, it was like, of course Simone's going to win. I mean, come on, she's won four challenges. Yeah, she's won four challenges, and you know now we can see why she turned to clowning. Yeah, well now we can see why she turned to clowning. Oh, both of them were alcoholics. Well now I can see why you turned to clowning. What a, what a weird thing to say. I know what she meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I love Michelle and I know what she meant, but it it comes off as so totally inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It was along the lines of telling Adore Delano, you're so stupid when Adore wanted to quit All Stars too. <laughs> It's like, no, Michelle, no. It's one of those comments uh, that you say in, like, polite company that somebody brings up something really heavy, but you want to keep it light. So you say something mm -hmm. to, like, pivot the conversation, but it comes off as kind of insensitive. Right, right. Because it's just like, nope, we're going to stay on this beat, you know? Uh, right, like, somebody's like, oh, man, my father just died, and, you know, I have to go to the funeral, and, God, I don't know where to send flowers. And then, you know, somebody that can't handle it would say, well, you know, nobody's ever sent me flowers. So yeah. that's nice. Right. <laughs> what I got, do I got to die to get flowers around here? Sheesh. Good to know. Oh God. Or you, maybe, you know, you'd start singing flowers by Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I could send myself flowers. Yeah. Well, I could send my dad flowers cause he's not dead. So, <laughs> you know, you don't have a husband and you don't have yeah. a husband and your dad. So there's that. Um, anyway, anyone I want more chips? Anyone want more chips? Yeah. I could see why you turned to funerals. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see why you sleep with so many inappropriate men. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see why you have daddy issues. Oh, I understand. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll do it, won't it? You know that that'll about do it, won't it? You know, a little dad, <laughs> a little dad'll do you. You know, <laughs> a little dad'll do you. Yeah, no, for sure. There's always some sort of kind of platitude pivot, you know? Oh, I'm very uh, familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, if if we if we can, we should put 
well, I can see why you turned to clowning on the soundboard. Yeah, no, I think that's going to carry over. I think that's going to continue, you know, uh, it, along the lines of like, uh, you spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah spend, well, where's that come from? You spend some time alone? Yeah. You can see why you turned to clowning. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. Uh, we don't have access to the live soundboard. There might be soundboard moments, you know, that we could add in later. But Mary's, just so you know, if if the sound sounds a little different this week, it's because I am recording live from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to bring some of my equipment, so I'm... I'm bringing my, you know, travel equipment uh, that I have used before, and it it includes not recording on Riverside. Yeah, I'm on Riverside, so like I have access to the soundboard, but it's just me playing sounds for myself. So I will, <laughs> which is fine, you know. I mean, because like, listen, that's fun. <laughs> Where's that come from? You spend a lot of time alone? Uh, so anyway, yes. So anywhere where we would naturally include an audio clip, I will unnaturally add it in in post. Right. I'll just like, you know, I'll, I'll pretend like whenever Candy Muse is pretending to laugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can. Because I'll, I'll add it in like right here, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say... I You didn't react. You didn't react to it at all. That was a test. Now now it's gonna sound stupid. He's <laughs> stupid. Listen, I have to say one of the things I noticed this episode because of you and a couple of our Marys that pointed it out, uh shout out to M. Uh I now hear the fake laugh. Thank you. Shout out to them, shout out to me for shining a light on this issue. Uh, I feel like I'm breaking the news, but yeah, no, I, it, it's terrible. I mean, I, uh, I feel like, I feel like the, the, her final beat of untucked as they were driving away was her doing the fake laugh. Mm. And I thought, you know, that is an appropriate note to leave on. I have some thoughts on the fake laugh, but I do want to pivot back to this clip of the week. Cause I can see why you turned to clowning. I, you know, say what you want about Drag Race. It's all very, you know, formulaic now, and it's uh, becoming a little tired, the format. You know, we want some change, yada, 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 all that stuff. And we get sentiments like this, right? That was his shit that I had to deal with, and now I'm free, and I choose joy, and I choose light, and I'm going to try my best to see things in the best light possible. We get things like that said we get people living the world like that and honestly it is so welcomed right now in this world yeah and and it's you know it's not the first time we've we've had a queen who's like you know i think of like willow pill or like evie oddly where uh-huh. it's like you know I, I i choose this because like otherwise i could just focus on all the things going wrong mm. um and and i'm sure like so many other queens where it's like i this you know ben de la creme talked about this where it's like an on it's a a familiar theme that i think it i like seeing reinforced that like you, you know someone like jimbo like this is a very physical and a very um over the top demonstration of like choosing joy of like choosing the the reality you want to live in and like looking but not staring mm. at what's going on at the at the things that aren't so good in your life or in the world at large like i feel like that's really i know that's more of a rupaul what's the tea thing but i feel like that sentiment of like look but don't stare i feel like jimbo is kind of expressing a 
a similar sentiment about about the world sure and about his own life and i think that can be applied to people's lives right it's like yeah this happened to me i had to deal with it now i'm free and i'm going to choose this this side over here uh, for me it resonates so deeply and it's it's just wonderful to hear kind of like mirrored back you know what i mean because you do have mm -hmm. to choose it you do have to choose it a daily you know sometimes hourly <laughs> Depending on who yeah. you are. <laughs> Sometimes you want to put a little alarm on your phone every 15 minutes of like, choose joy. Excuse me, ma'am. What are you choosing? What are you choosing? Choosy moms choose joy. Uh, yes, I choo choo choose joy. Yeah. I choo choo choose joy. Yeah. Um, one of the moments that I also love from this Tic Tac lunch is, you know, Jimbo giving RuPaul exactly what she wants, which is uh, when she's just like, oh, do you eat Tic Tacs? And Jimbo says, I suck them and I swallow them. And RuPaul, not laughing, but just like being in that weird space with Jimbo says, okay, good. That's the right answer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, you know, I feel like so much of the TikTok, the TikTok lunch, TikToks. that's what it's going to turn into TikTok over time. Lunch, the TikTok TikToks, lunch, TikToks, TikToks. Yeah. yeah. The the tic tac lunch. Tic -tac, uh, pay I, my know, taxes. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Pay my tic taxes. <laughs> it's you know when Jimbo and I don't think this moment was fake, but when Jimbo is talking about like you know childhood stuff, it reminds me of the makeover episode when Jimbo was sitting with his lesbian and was like, "Okay, so do you have any trauma in your life?" You know, it was mm. kind of mocking that moment. And like I feel like so I feel like Jimbo's very aware that this is the moment that you tell this story like this is the one you open up is during the tic tac lunch jimbo knows what's going on here and so i think it's kind of surprising that it comes across so genuine because i i could very easily see jimbo kind of knowing like okay this is when they need this moment in the show mm. yeah and we we see that in the confessionals we see that with this whole like faux you know rivalry with candy that he creates mm -hmm. you know it's like are you ready to fight oh candy are you scared candy scared i'm gonna beat you well you better be you know right I, right like he knows yeah. he knows that it's all kind of just for fun it reminds me mary if i may uh you know you talking about being a, ch a child of divorce, right? It's like, it oh, can have be I a mentioned? <laughs> it can be. I don't know if you guys know this. It can be a comedic beat, you know, that you can use. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I think, I mean, I I feel like if you, if you can get to the point where it's a comedic beat, then you've gotten somewhere. Like, then you've healed. Like, sure. if you can make yourself and other people laugh about it, then, like, you're good. I absolutely. I I think that's. It's um, it's so true, Mary. It is it is a yeah. sign of, of healing. Maybe not healed, but a sign of healing. And it it's what Jimbo says, right? I love taboos and laughing at it. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's also part of it. If you can laugh at something, it reminds me of. I mean, not to reference Harry Potter, but to reference Harry Potter, there's that uh, ridiculous spell where. You know, you if something that uh, is if it's like a special type of I don't know uh, spirit or or monster, um, and you say ridiculous, and then it turns into something funny as opposed to something that you're afraid of. Um, I can't remember mm -hmm. the exact reference of what it is, but uh, you know, it, it's also witches of Eastwick, right? Where you know, Cher says, "Is it Cher?" She says, "Jane, laugh, just laugh, and then it won't be real anymore." And and it it's the same thing with with trauma, and that's also very RuPaul. 
uh, to laugh at something, right? Jane laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, when you were talking about, I mean, I obviously, I Harry Potter is not in my wheelhouse, but uh, I always thought Ridiculous was like the name of a rapper from the early 2000s. Mm. I'm still not convinced that's not the name of a rapper from the early 2000s. It's that show but... with, uh, you know, the rap battles, right? Ridiculous. Oh, Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Matt and Joe's Ridiculous Show yeah, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Tosh, Tosh Point Ridiculous. Oh, you know. Tosh Point Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous point oh. Isn't that what that is? It's ridiculous point it with Ed and Greg. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. On VH1. Ridiculous with yeah. Ed and Greg. Or MTV. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, good. Yeah. That's the right answer. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Is it on MTV two or is it on MTV uh just regular MTV? Is it on MTV? Or is it just, or is it just on, um, is it on the MTV where they, where it's like born to be Jurors Day, or is it like the born old school MTV? Born to be Jurors Day. <laughs> <laughs> on every Jurors Day on MTV. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's uh, anyway. let's let's you know. Congratulations to Beverly. Congratulations yeah. to Jimbo. Congratulations to Lala Ree, which we'll talk about the Fame Games. Congratulations, you know, they made it through. She got through. All of them got through. Um, I don't know how unscathed. I do think that the kind of contestant backlash uh, is the most we've seen. Nasha Lopez in particular has her own very public show, basically a podcast, but it's, you know, uh, it's a, a viewing party. Um, and I I just cannot believe all of the tea that Nasha has spilled all season. I mean, hats off to her. Props to your mama. But uh, I, I, how is, how is production not, you know, suing her <laughs> i don't know i i don't know nate nation my sister yeah bitches my sister she's is back, here you know bitches she's back and and she does not have an nda apparently i don't know uh well it makes me think that it's know. not real but that's uh, you know that's a whole other story uh i guess yeah, that's I, also what the producers are probably banking on like the willem effect like oh willem's just lying you know right right I, you know, and and I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things that whether or not it's real, it's this new layer of watching Drag yeah. Race that you can either participate in or you can ignore or like you can get like really invested in that to your point that if things are starting to feel a little stale in like the, you know, kind of the main level, there is then then there's these other things that kind of make it more interesting. It's like, OK, well, sure, we've seen a makeover episode before, but here's what Nasha had to say about mm-hmm. it. So it. it gives you a new lens to watch the show through so yeah i mean it's kind of what's interesting was it evan ross katz and i were talking about this i forget but uh untucked needs to be more of a behind the scenes like we need to see the producers we need to hear from fenton and tom and whatever like we 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 need more making of content because we see through the curtain, Dorothy, you know, like we can see everything. We know that it's there now. Now just show us. Now just show us. I think it would make the show more interesting. I, th- I think you can still have a really good drag show, but 
it would it would take reality to a different place. It doesn't have to be this like curated, created, you know, housewives drama and bring it more into like a true life drama, you know? Well, I think if we saw more of the judges in Untucked, I feel like that would be different. I feel like if it was if it was more about, yeah, like the making of the episode or kind of mm. what happens at this point in the show. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh well, uh, anyway, uh, like, oh, sorry, let's... sorry. I, I, one last okay. little uh, cherry on that. Imagine if we did see the cameras were rolling when apparently Candy found out that the final lip sync was changed and that it was going to be Milkshake, which is the song that Jimbo put forward as as, you know, an example of her drag, apparently. Imagine if the cameras were still rolling and we saw that freak out from Candy. Call my mother. You know, like I that would be it, that would be great television. So is that is that one of Nisha's yes. uh cups of tea is that they she wanted to change the lip sync song to milkshake? No. So uh, the producers went to Jimbo and Candy and said, "Hey y'all, we're changing the 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 last final lip sync." We're going to change it to Khaleesi's milkshake. And then Candy was, you know, Candy, Candy, wait, stop, said, hell no. Like, if you want to crown Jimbo, then just crown Jimbo. I'm quitting. I will walk. Call my mother. Oh, my God. Oh, brother. Part of me doesn't want to believe that because it's like, what? Nisha, you're exposing the entire machine you know and and that's also why it's brilliant but it's like also why didn't we see that moment that would have been such a great moment we all know it's fake you know yeah because they're still because they're still doing it as if it's real you know what i mean like you think about like the the judges deliberations and the critiques and it's just like oh we're just (laughs) dancing around the obvious here like, look at her tiny little wig up there. What do you mean either of them could win? Look at that thing. She's got a Groucho Marx mustache on her head. And you're like, oh, I don't know. Could be her. I mean, could be Candy. You know what I mean? I don't think I've ever seen drag this good before. No, I don't, I don't think we've seen this. Um <laughs> But, like, it's just a lot of tap dancing around. Like, well, there's this queen who won four challenges and has been <laughs> killing the runway and whatnot. And then there's Candy's bathing suits, you know? P.S. Butterflies, Candy's bathing suits. <laughs> but, hey, you know, look at you up there. Look at you. You're in the finals. <laughs> you're in the finals. Look at you up there. You've I'm been your on biggest this whole fan, show. and I'm your only fan. <laughs> and I'm also your only fan. We're kidding. Uh, Candy has lots of fans. But uh, it's that. You're right, Mary. Uh, They're still pretending. And, Mary, there are people that have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Some people, you're just going to watch it from face value. And, you know, and sometimes when I watch it, you know, because I watched the episode a couple of times. And when I the first time I watch it, I go for that ride. I love to go for the, like, just going with it ride. I mean. Everything's real. Not to. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have to. It must be nice to know or to not think about the fact that they filmed the Fame Games conclusion nine times. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that isn't a fun way to watch this show. And there is a very different version of Drag Race where we watch each of those queens pretend they won the Fame Game, you know? 
Oh, but but the comedy of some of the queens winning. Yeah, no, it would be incredibly. It'd be a very different show. It would be like so. I don't know. I think maybe we've talked about this, but there's obviously there's like 30 minute meals with Rachel Ray, the classic. Mm. Well, then I think maybe at some point she was on the cooking channel and she had not food network and she had a different show that would basically do like Rachel Ray untucked during the commercial breaks. And it's everything you're talking about. It's everything you're talking about. And it's, and I only, I've only seen one episode and it was so interesting because it's like we know it's not real yeah we know that we know that it's going to take three hours to cook that and this is a 20 minute show we know so like let's just let them see that let's let let's see what rachel's like when the cameras are down let's see them switching things out let's see them joking with this with the production assistants about something you know what i mean like let's see all that and it was so cool and i think yeah that like like i think you know an example of that on drag race was when rue uh, when when Alexis cried and can't and Kahana was gonna quit mm. and all that and then Rue came in to smack some sense and she was like you know for a minute we even see the camera people and Rue's like right. where are we standing over here right. over here and they start to show us the production of the moment right and I I love that I love that and I um. If the show is more like that, I actually think that would be the next layer of what it was starting to do in the first season mm. of kind of of kind of doing a take on these competition reality shows. Like the only way to kind of freshen that is to get more meta about itself. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, in, in the smallest way, and I know we talk about this moment, we've talked about this moment. We sometimes reference it, but that moment that they, they only did it for one season, but it was during season seven when untucked was like, we saw their hotel rooms, right? Like, it was very untucked. And then we also saw the moments right before they walk into the workroom. And they're kind of like all off before being on yeah. when they walk in. That moment mm-hmm. was so eye-opening for me. Like, oh, they're walking onto a set. They're Valerie Cherish walking through the door and saying, I don't want to see that. And getting multiple yeah. takes of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we saw like a little of that on Drag Me to Dinner, you know, where mm. it was there. There were like those little meta moments of like, well, yeah, we're here making a TV show, but that's you know that's a whole that that's a whole different way to do this. It's so. a, also a huge pivot, and you wonder like, are younger fans or newer Drag Race fans? Do they? They're not. They're not kind of fatigued by this format like we are. You know, we've been watching for fifteen yeah. plus seasons. Because of the, right. uh, you know, and plus All-Stars, right? It's just, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and international seasons yes. well, and dissecting too. it. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, we're like, oh, do it differently. It's like, well, maybe you just need to step back from the table and, you know, go take a walk, you know? Well, Mary, I, I will say one thing ab- about this episode as a whole, that uh, if we're talking about changes in drag race and, I don't know, uh, just deviations... There was no past All-Stars winner. Like, Kylie Sonique Love was not there. Jenks Monsoon wasn't there. I don't know if they kind of count that because it was an all-winner season. But still, it was, like, the last All-Stars. There was no kind of, like, graphic for the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just Mm. wanted to note that, that I thought that was very interesting, that we didn't see the quote-unquote Hall of Fame. It, It actually made the win feel less part of a canon. 
it did feel a little weird. It, you know, it, it wasn't quite as bad as, you know, Victoria Elizabeth Black oh, winning Titans, God. but it was but at least they showed <laughs> a picture on a wall. Yeah. You know, we we didn't get nothing here. I think wasn't I don't remember which week it was, but wasn't Kylie supposed to be one of the lip sync assassins and yeah, then she had to drop out? I read that. It and was they got jumping jumping. They got Priyanka instead. Oh, oh, well that was, you know, what a boon. Um so yeah, no, we did not get any past winners returning. Uh, any, you know, handing over the the, the crown and scepter or uh, no advice. Video there was message. no like mini no advice mini discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no under his eye, kitty girl, like none of that. Oh my god! Remember, god, what a weird <laughs> era of Drag Race when they did the Handmaid's Tale. Oh, so weird, and I remember it felt weird. <laughs> oh, it felt wrong. It felt so. It was like yeah. I just, just, I don't, I just don't know. I just feel like uh, this is weird. You have to laugh at taboo things, Mary. <laughs> I know you do, and they really were pushing it. It was just like, what if you all were the little girl with the red coat at Schindler's <laughs> List? It's like, where do we draw the line? You know, where do we draw the line? Maybe you one know? of you will be Stanley Tucci in the Lovely Bones. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you know would be really funny. Let's get you a little pair of glasses and some bad hair, you know. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, um, yes. So just that's something I, I noticed um, in like the long scheme of things. Otherwise, the finale felt very much like a finale. There were the same beats uh, with one kind of very new addition that I actually welcomed. This was a regular finale, right, with the tic-tac lunch and the choreography and the final number and the final lip sync, except this time we had a full cast with us, which I got to say, granted, yes, I wanted a reunion, but I, it, I, it was so much more stomachable, if that's a word, than just having two people, you know, uh, what is spinning, spinning the wheels on the bike for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I think they really uh, solved or responded to one of the challenges that you get to at this point in the season where it's like there's not many people left in the room. There's not much to talk about. And so at this point, it was like, okay, there might not be a ton left to talk about, but I did feel like we got, like, for example, Monica teaching Lala's, you know, nasty things to say in Spanish. I was like, A, how, you know... What are you teaching over there, May? Like, yeah. how a league of their own was that? Right, right, um, right. What are you giving so it a read? Reading? Yeah. What are you giving it a read? Yeah. <laughs> milky, milky, milky white breasts. But <laughs> that, that's. I, yeah. But I. I that, that's yeah. Blanco. <laughs> yeah. May, what are you giving her to read? May, what are you giving her to read? <laughs> nunca, but nunca. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was like a nice, you know, uh, you don't normally get little moments like that by the last episode. Yeah, no, I like that moment. There was another really, oh, man, I did not see this coming. So Nasha has that moment where she kind of shits all over James, right? She's like, well, you know, I didn't, I think that your number was great, but there were some numbers that were better than yours, right? And James, I think, took that in stride. And was just like, well, yeah, no, that's what's great about drag, right, Nasha? Is that, like, things can be subjective, right? She just kind of, like, calls her out. And then, uh, I just lived when they were all around the 
the the the box, the furry box or whatever, um, James is asked, you know, wh- whose who's, who's body would you make from all of the contestants? Like the perfect drag queen. And she was like, oh, well, you know, for face it would be Monica. And for body it would either be Nasha or Kahana. Oh, I'm going to go with Kahana. No tea, no shade. <laughs> uh, and everybody loved it. it was, everybody that, and That's loved another like... It. Great moment that you don't get from the last ep- episode of the season. Uh, it was so fun. Uh, I was so happy for James. And, and I mean, that, you know, granted, there was a moment of like, oh, my God, they're reduced to playing party games on the last episode. But, <laughs> A, it gave us a little bit of that, like, reunion fun. Uh-huh. And, B, they also all started winning trips and money. I mean, that was – I was just like, oh, this feels good. You know what I mean? Like, this – I feel like – I don't know. You got all these writers and actors talking about like the 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 pittance that they've made from TV shows that they do, and we know that reality TV folks don't have a union. So I was like, "Good. I'm glad you just got you know fifteen hundred dollars from from a furry pink box on the show. I'm glad you're getting a little bit of a little bit a little bit extra, a little bit of a tip for making TV this season. Yeah, for getting paid for the fame games that they didn't get paid for. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, it did. It did make sense um i think the you know the axel hotel hetero flexible was like kind of a moment or no hetero friendly was kind of a moment uh for advertising um mm-hmm. also we have a new we can make a supercut now oh now that's my sister and then you have kasha davis going my new sister <laughs> I know. I heard that. My new sister is here. <laughs> Nasha, Monica. Nasha is here. Yes, my sister. It that moment felt very much like, um, you know, like, uh, like there's a younger person joining the Rotary Club. I don't know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was very much like we are so happy to have your service in our community. Uh, you're a in part a of our of family Columbus now. Hall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're a part of our there's, family. Uh, yeah. There was a ZD buffet uh-huh. and salad and rolls. ZD. Yeah, absolutely ZD. Yeah. Uh. Room temperature, pe- like you know, store brand Pepsi in one of those big two liter bottles. Yeah, like really stinky Caesar salad. <laughs> like, like really, really stinky. stinky. Like yeah, oh god. really. <laughs> oh god, yeah. those Caesar salads in those tins are so stinky. They smell so bad Ugh. and it's not the good caesar dressing it's the like vinaigrette dressing it's like it's anchovy and yeah. oh it's so stinky it's like if you eat that you need to be left alone for 48 hours yeah and it has the little croutons not even croutons. the big croutons yeah croutons the, the, the little croutons <laughs> just the little croutons barely a croutin just a croutin just a croutin uh, <laughs> Just, just a wee crowdin. Um You know, this is apropos of nothing, but I feel like if I don't say it now, I'll have never said it on the main episode. It has come to our attention that Monica was singing Not a Soul Can Clock. No, we knew. We knew. And I just wanted to acknowledge that we didn't ever, like, say JK in the episode last week and kept saying about how it was Not a Soul Can Clock. And I just, as Monica wins $1,000 from her sister, Kasha, I also want to recognize, Monica, that we know that you were trying to tell us that not a soul could clock oh, yeah. your 
Oh yeah, you're, you're serving and you're slaying, but and, I know what I heard. And she absolutely needs to lean into the soaking clock. Uh, yes, it's nothing if if she doesn't lean in, and she's starting to. I mean, she's leaning into at least making merch. She's making merch, which I think is good. I think she needs to do the collab with Mon uh, with Monet. Um, yeah, I again, I'm still waiting. It will happen, but the it's it's going to be like the Reddit tag, right? Of the, the reference to the song won't be "Slay and Serve" or the soaking clock, but it'll be. Did you like that, Daddy? It's gonna be like that. that, daddy. That I, yeah. I can't wait because oh, it was such a, it was such a perfect ending. But speaking of queens, just kind of like turning bullying into money, uh, I I think it's brilliant. So the, uh, Alexis's new merch is a mock up of Crybaby by John Waters. But it's, oh, I saw ugh, that. Yes. Ugh. It's so good. And I'm just like, good for you, Alexis. It's something she didn't really, she didn't do right away after her season of like the She-Hulk and, you know, the green thing and and uh, being a producer, right? I think she she kind of, she came to for that being an opportunity, you know, a little, a little too late, right? But this, she's like, no, right away, each time. I'm going to make the bus memes. I'm going to make the crybaby memes. I'm going to share, like, which, um, you know, crying Alexis do you like the most, right? Like, I just think that's what you need to do. You need to, as RuPaul would say, like, look at it and make fun of it. Yeah, well, she shouldn't have sent Lala home. <laughs> so, you know, she made her believe... <laughs> We're going to refilm season eight and, and fire yeah. Alexis, you know, get her out of there. Yeah. <laughs> get her out of there. Change.org. Change.org petition. Yeah. Change.org. <laughs> and I'd like them to be 40 minute episodes. I'd like them to cut these down. Uh, I, th I think 40 minutes is plenty for an episode of Drag Race. And I don't know why we're having to watch this full length thing. But, oh you know, <laughs> do something else with that time. I don't know. Anyway, Alexis did win $2,000 in tips. All nine queens won 500 bucks or however many queens. I can't remember. Um, yeah, this was – it was a good moment uh, around the, the furry box. Was it a little slow at first? Yes. <laughs> sure. Well, I was a little nervous once we started with, like, say something nice about the queen uh. on your left. And I was like, oh, boy, soon we're going to be doing a Ouija board and lifting each other up with two fingers. <laughs> Light as a board, stiff as a feather. You know what I mean? I think I sprained my finger. <laughs> Shut up, <Yeah>. cow. <laughs> oh, God, all of those jokes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, again, a welcomed edition. We got a finale-type episode, as usual, though, with the runway. We'll talk about the runway later. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary's, I'm going to be straight with you. We're here to talk about therapy. And the rumors are true. I do love talking about therapy. And I do genuinely love therapy. This year has been a real journey for me and the path forward was not always clear. One of the ways I navigated it was by talking to a therapist. She was able to give me a space to verbalize all of my concerns and fears, which led to a lot of aha moments on its own. But she was also able to shine a light on a lot of things I wasn't necessarily looking at or seeing clearly. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. Well, I want to put on the soundboard when they have the talking head of Jimbo saying, oh, God, here we go, the choreo, because I feel like that's how we feel whenever we have to talk about a choreography scene in an episode. It's like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah, I here's my my full disclosure. The first time I watched it, I skipped that segment. And the second time I watched it, I skipped that segment. <laughs> wow. The Miguel erasure. Listen, you know, I love him. Is... And I loved his little outfit. It was, what was that, pineapple? It was so cute. Strawberry. It oh, was a, strawberries. It was a... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, God, Mary, I have to tangent because I won't be able to not. But the way that the preppy chef, preppy cook, whatever his name is, preppy kitchen. Oh, preppy the kitchen. The way he says yeah. the word. The way he says the word strawberries haunts me every strawberries. Oh, Mary, it drives me nuts. They were just strawberries. They were just in P Town. It was a boys oh, really? it was a boys weekend. The kids were not there. Oh gross. Was it just the two of them or do they have like couple oh, friends? Oh, they had a a couple friend and I'm like, "Oh, I think you all do something really nasty to John." <laughs> oh, yeah. They put like a beer funnel in his butt. Yeah. I was gonna say they prep his kitchen. <laughs> they absolutely. It's, it's a whole different. Yeah, I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. <laughs> oh. That was a collab with Preppy Kitchen. Mary, yeah. Mary, they bake a rhubarb pie in that thing. Yeah, uh, Preppy bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just they they had a great time and p town is oh what it looked boy like. but anyway um uh, okay so miguel i don't really know the segment if you have any thoughts on it let me know <laughs> well you know i i'm required whenever we talk about choreography segments to talk about my codependent love of jamal sims oh sure the i, I anytime he shows up i just all i want to do is make him happy and I want his approval and his validation. And I could get into the most unhealthy relationship with Jamal. One of those, like, you know, crying into a dish towel at 3 a.m. And I don't know why uh, kind of relationships with Jamal Sims. So and you basically Mc are saying you love Miguel, but you live for Jamal. Yeah, I mean, listen, Miguel, I think Miguel's great. I think that he could get a little mean with me. Oh. I don't I don't want I don't want any sarcasm. Oh, you know I what see, I mean? I don't I want any, yeah, yeah. Not in this house. Yeah, you don't like um, that. And then uh, I do also want to just while I'm talking about things I don't like, because that's always fun. I want to acknowledge that when Miguel is giving what's your snakes Jimbo choreography, there's this whole like rubbing the belly moment. And it's like. Miguel uses the word tummy, and I just want to go on the record that I hate the word tummy. Like yummy in the tummy you hate? Oh, that is that is that is up there with like calling something a sweet treat. <laughs> Things I hate. Uh I went to a fabulous restaurant in Logan Square yesterday called Daisy's. If you're ever in Chicago, go to Daisy's. And when you get the dessert menu, order the chocolate bar. 
Oh, that is a sweet treat, Mary. That is a sweet. That's yummy in the tummy. That is what, yummy, uh, nummy in the tummy. Oh, not nummy. <laughs> not nummy. No. No, thank you. So what's in it? Oh, so it comes with a side. Okay, so oh, they, they basically make a... Uh, like a, a ice cream chocolate bar, okay? So they make, you know, it's like a, a chocolate shell around like this caramelly cream inside. And uh-huh. it's topped with uh, puppy chow and oh. and marshmallows and uh, little uh, chocolate crisps. And it comes with a side of pretzel ice cream. Jesus Christ, uh, that's Chicago for you. That's Chicago for you. It was called Daisies. It's like uh, very, very great Italian-y American food. Oh, my God, Mary. Yeah, I highly recommend Daisies. I had, oh, I kept flirting with the waiter. I'm such an asshole because um, he was just like only placating me. Um, but so mm. I ordered, I was like, oh, what drink should I get? What drink should I get? And he's like, uh, well, you know, do you like tequila? You could get the smoke show. And I was like, what did you call me? <laughs> My God. And he laughed. Uh. He's like, smoke show. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh. You slip him a, a McDonald's coupon for a free ice cream cone and say, keep it coming. <laughs> keep the compliments coming, honey. Oh, uh, but no. And then, you know, he's like, oh, do you want another round? I was like, uh. You know, I was like, I don't know if I, how much I want to drink. And he was like, oh, you know, you can have another smoke show. And he said it just like that. And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Let me check my purse for a Werther's for that one. Oh, uh, it was cute. We had a good time. Anyway, sorry. Sweet treats. Tummy. Did you tip them? What? Did you tip them? We d- <laughs> After you eat them, you tip them. You tip them. You tip them. <laughs> Lots of luck, you smart ass. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess at this restaurant, they, they do something, you know, uh, they, they send us, they, they showed us a little note being like, hey, we add gratuity. This is why we're trying to do something here, you know, with like tipping waiters and wait staff and you know all the bussers and everything and the for the food people that bring the food out food runners um and so the gratuity was added and then d and i agreed that we were going to add an additional tip so yes we tipped oh. and there this restaurant in particular is doing something different for their wait staff we do things a little differently around here <laughs> daisies <laughs> At day, y'all, you guys ever been to Daisies before? <laughs> well, let me tell you, we do things a little differently around here. Writes his name in crayon on the paper <laughs> tablecloth. He draws a daisy. Down, yeah, draws a daisy. And that's me. And that's what me. Can I get you? <laughs> anyway, that's me. You know, that's me. So that's me in a nutshell. You know. Oh, oh, we had it, but we were, I don't know, we had a good time. Uh, when Dee and I go together anywhere in public without her daughter, it's um, it's a little, we get a little rowdy. So it was good. Yeah, we had a you, good time. You get your tits on the table. All right. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, listen, okay, one last little, little uh, roll of, roll of your eyes for you. So, you know, he, 
he brings out the smoke show and he goes, oh, here's your smoke show. And we had a little laugh and I said, oh, my God, my girlfriend is right here. <laughs> and it's very obvious that Dee is not my girlfriend, that I am definitely gay. She is definitely gay because um, she's very butch presenting. Uh, and we, the waiter and the food runner behind him were dying. <laughs> You know, you're you're killing it in in, in the Midwest. You know? I don't know. You know, it's you know, it's... this might be your audience. People just want to have a good time at work, and I feel like if you're a happy customer and you're chill and you're joking around, like it just makes it a little bit more pleasant, you know, and not too much, you know, not too much. It wasn't too much. It was. I know it sounds like a lot right now, but like it wasn't so much. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. Was it too much, though? I think it might have been. Is was it, it too much? <laughs> yeah. But it's a fashion. But was it fashion? Anyway, uh, speaking of the caramel cream inside of this chocolate bar, the cream all over Jimbo, Mary, was a moment. And that, I feel like, is going to be a meme. Uh, oh, that screenshot at the very beginning, yes. right before the opening titles, there was that that close up. I'm going to capture that and get that on Instagram. Mm. So I'm going to help, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to make it happen. It's going to go viral. It's going to be the new, it's going to be the new, not going to hit me. The new, not going to hit me. It's uh, the new, I don't know, a placeholder. What is it called? The new little like click icon for, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it'll, It'll be the yes. It'll be the new Unha. emoji for that. Yeah, <laughs> for Unha. Um, a question before we kind of go on because we're kind of jumping around everywhere. When Nasha says, "I love your type of drag," to Jimbo, and then turns to Candy and says, "But I live for your type of drag." My question is not anything about like the, the shade. I feel like it was you know whatever. What is Candy's type of drag? it's uh well candy candy at one point describes because she's you know forcing her way to be the narrator of the season but she describes this final showdown as being a canadian clown versus this little head this little hood bitch from the bronx and so i guess okay little hood bitch from the bronx is is what she's giving you she's giving you um, you know, uh, so, major De- major Deegan realness. Oh my god, you know? Maj Deegan. So I love, um, I love that. I love Little Hood Brit- Bitch from the Bronx. The thing is, is that to me, Candy's drag type of drag is like glamour, pretty, you know, fashion. And to me, that's not. It's not something I would say like I live for your type of drag because it's so different. Like that's what was. I feel like the connotation and what Nasha was saying, or was it Nasha being like, no, I love fashion beauty drag, right? It It's just, it's an odd comment for something that I feel like is, you know, a very common drag aesthetic. I think that Nasha knew this was the last episode oh. and she needed to make a little TV dinner. Oh. And she was just putting the little Marie calendars in the microwave to make a little TV dinner. Okay. Right. She needed to make a little TV dinner before she went home. And because she wasn't going to win the fan games, not with that, you know, um, not not tapping it out like that, Akilah. Mm. Uh, anyway, I don't really know what I'm saying right now. I'm just trying to figure out uh, what Candy's 
if Candy's type of drag is something that I'm missing, right? Um, because I think she, I, again, like, I know I'm kind of hard on Candy sometimes, hard Candy Christmas, but uh, it's just because I don't think it's, I, 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 I'm, I like drag that's different. That's all. And to me, Candy's doing, she looks beautiful, right? All of that. And I don't know how different it is than somebody else's. Yeah. So you hate candy. <laughs> uh, so you know, I I'm gonna bring us to the to, back to the workroom. This is a this is a minor nuance, but uh, after all of the choreography, I just want to note how Darian looks like somebody's history teacher in the workroom, okay. and <laughs> that's something. But then we get Jimbo earning that two hundred thousand by selling us some Sunday Riley. Oh, is that Sunday how you say it? <laughs> Right. Well, I, you know what I, because I'm playing it down. I lean, I say it, like I chew it. Oh. I, I go full like Sunday. It's like it, it is Sunday it is Riley, Riley, and like it's just, it's you know that thing where it's like chew the chips as loud as possible. Oh God, it's yes. like, oh. it's like do the Thunday Riley as like hard as possible. Sunday Riley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not the same, but I think it hits the same nerves for me. I don't know if you've noticed this very unfortunate trend, mostly on TikTok, of, like, people on live pretending to be, like, AI bots or, like, NPCs from video games. And they basically just, like, they just kind of bob there like a sort of, like character in a video game and then if you send them a gift they'll be like mm, ice cream that's delicious and and it's and they just they're just being robots for people's attention oh. and it's this thing that people are all doing on tiktok it's probably gonna pass in a few weeks but it to me it it's it it's disgusting it's like oh this is the end of the world this is the end of the world and there's just it hits somehow the same nerve to me as like sunday, sunday Riley. Riley. It's just like humanity at its most insufferable. Ugh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, these are the things I'm dealing with. Well, you know, that's okay. Um, I did kind of zone out in the workroom. I, I did notice that Jimbo was creating content, you know, of like, I'm, I have tricks up my sleeve that I've been slaving over at night. Like, I, I remember that part. And then otherwise, I kind of zoned out in the workroom. All right. Well, Alexis wore her grandmother's dress. Oh, right. Because she also wore that green sweater in the workroom the day before. That structure sweater. Yeah, that structure, structure sweater, sweater from the late 90s. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like so yeah. nostalgic. Um, okay. What else happened? Uh, there was this little moment. So you remember when when Kashi Davis went home and she goes, there's always time for kindness mm -hmm. and her voice breaks. <laughs> I feel like Jessica had a similar moment where she was talking about, like they're all being nostalgic about like leaving. And she's like, at one point, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so happy this is over. But then on the other hand, she says, I don't want to leave this place. And like her voice breaks on place. And I don't know if that was like the same, but I enjoyed it greatly. And I um, joke and I choke and I don't want to leave this place and corn. And uh, and I guess the other thing I just want to mention is Kahana was also trying to make a little TV dinner because she was just at a 27 being like, well, I am ready to win the fame games and the, be the winner of All-Stars 8. Now, let's bring it in. And it was like, what are we what are we doing here right now? Like, stop. This is not. 
oh, cheer camp. Yeah, that part reminded me of RuPaul going, um, oh, okay, everybody, you know, let's say it together. Let loose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it was like, oh, the, the, you know when you're, when you're, and I know, you know, Leah doesn't go in the water, but you know when you're at the beach and, you know, it's like you want to, like, ride the big wave into the into the sand and then it doesn't really pick up. And you're like, well, never mind. False alarm. Yeah, the wave never right, really right, crests. Right, right, right. I feel like the wave just didn't really crest with this moment. Attitude check. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This was an attitude check moment. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely... Uh, grasp that and I remember that moment where Kahana was trying I you know I know this is going to sound a little shady but oh god it's, we, we, it's where we are in the season did these did the queens the eliminated queens did any of them really think that they were going to win after Lala gets three times their votes I mean I I feel like this is like the this is sort of the unofficial acting challenge is that you the the rest of the queens the other nine queens have to kind of pretend that the the game's not over because otherwise you know what are you doing here Jeff you know what I mean it's like well you guys are just hanging around and so they have to kind of justify it in the the momentum of the show of like well you know we're still competing I mean granted the voting ended a week ago but they have to just like keep the suspense up for the finale they have to pretend mm. the voting ended a week ago but they have to keep the suspense up but this was filmed a year ago right so like and then when they film who wins the fame games that's filmed also a year ago so all of this is a performance right it's all an acting challenge it's just so fascinating to me you can't be somebody like i know this is so mean but you can't be somebody like kasha davis and be like, I might win. I mean, I don't know. I I think she was very proud that she did the whole thing sober. So maybe that was her win. And she won the reading challenge. Who would have thought that? So like, All right. at, at, at least she got, and she got a little bit of money, and she got a trip, and... No, she, hey, I don't know if she got a trip. They, I, what I mean is the winning the fame games. I know what you mean. I know that she's, she, of all the contestants, is... The one, the, you know, the, the the maturest one that would be like, no, I am here for a, a, a fuller purpose, right, than just winning the fame games. She must know, which is also why I'm kind of like, no, like people didn't really think they were going to win, right? I don't know. I, I It's just, it, it's interesting to me to think about that. But anyway, I'm beating a dead horse now. Uh, you're making jello, Mary. So let's bring it to the runway mm. where uh, RuPaul gives us, you know, RuPaul gives us his own version of not a soaking clock, I would say, uh, with ASMR lover. And Michelle, uh, much like somebody yelling out, yes, yes Monica. Monica. Michelle <laughs> yes, goes, Monica. yeah, get it. Get it. Yeah, get it. Yes, so I Monica. love that we kind of got Yes, Monica. Oh, the nuance yeah. of that. Uh. Not a soaking clock. Yes, Monica. Not a soaking clock. Mary, uh, for Marys that want an update, we had answers across the board. It's either Nasha, Kahana. I think we got Jimbo. Uh, nobody knows who this was. <laughs> I thought it was Kahana. I feel like it was giving me Kahana. I thought it was Nasha. But... I feel like Nasha's got a little bit more of like a, uh, 
she's got more of like a husk in her voice. <laughs> Bitches, I'm Which back. I love a husk. <laughs> Kathleen Turner yeah. over here. Yeah, Kathleen yes, Turner. Yes, Monica. Bitches, back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Monica. She sounds like Leonard Cohen to me, you know? Uh, yes, Monica. Uh, yeah, we got that. I, I did notice that moment from Michelle. I was like, oh, this is awkward. One of the things I kept focusing on besides RuPaul, quote unquote, dancing, if you're filling out a bingo card, um, were the were how hard the pit crew dancers were working and how oh. um, just uh, in other words, just kind of like not important they were. If that makes sense. But they were all working very hard. Well, the whole thing was everything is meant to distract from the fact that it looks like RuPaul's got a pinched nerve at his neck. You know what I mean? Like they so they have to edit. They have to edit around RuPaul. They got to show the judges, you know, table reacting. They got to show. I mean, when the one guy did the backflip and, (laughs) you know, basically did it right in front of RuPaul, like landed directly in front of RuPaul. We hear the Drew Carson being like, Oh my God, he just did a backflip. It's like, no one is paying attention to RuPaul right now. And that is the point because if you, you can look, but don't stare because what you're going to see. Yeah. (laughs) Cause yeah, you're what you're going to see. Uh, she's the wrong one for you, she's little a girl. Bad B, you know? and you're gonna see it. Yeah. She's a she's a bad B, and you're gonna see you're it. You're not gonna yeah. look at it. Yeah. You're not gonna <laughs> like it. You're not gonna watch me. You're not gonna watch me. Oh God, <laughs> ASMR lover, you're not gonna hear me. <laughs> not gonna hear me. Uh, uh, I got the right microphone for you, little girl. <laughs> yeah. That's the right tingles for you, little girl. <laughs> the yeah. Right crinkling for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then I love at the end how, like, RuPaul kind of gives this sort of coy old lady laugh at the end. Like, <laughs> did you see what I just did? And I felt like that's, I, I sort of like the, similar to, like, you know, whenever RuPaul would plug things on iTunes and do a wink. I kind of like the semi-self-aware moment of, like, yeah, this is about as much as I can do. Mm. You know, like, I, I kind of like when the show doesn't pretend that Ru, that that this is the most RuPaul can really give. And you know what? Much like her Architectural Digest video with her house, hello, AD. I don't begrudge her. She's worked long enough. Let her stand there. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is that she doesn't have to do this little performance. No one's asking for it. She doesn't have to do it. She could she could go on tour and do this and everybody would be living. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, that reminds me of like the old What's the Tea videos when Michelle was trying to convince Rue to go on tour. And Rue was like, no, I, I don't. I don't want to fly. And Michelle's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And it's like, no, Michelle, it's not. Like, if you don't want to travel, you don't want to do any of it, even if there's no, like, waiting for the plane or anything. Or like that. I, ugh, I just, I, RuPaul will never go on tour. Uh, it would be such a, a it, she would make so much money. So much yeah. money. Anyway, I I could see her doing a Vegas residency, you know, uh, but she actually I will say this. No, she's brilliant. She has the Drag Race girls doing her residency for her. Yeah, she is doing a Las Vegas residency. Yeah, you're absolutely and she right. She doesn't have to do a damn thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. RuPaul is the Tyra Banks of drag. She's just figured out how to make all the money by not doing much. She doesn't have to do an international tour. She can just have international franchises. Yeah, right. 
and it's still executive producer. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, anyway, we have these final performances. Jimbo remembers being born. Um, this looked like a lot of takes. I will say, just on the outset, like there was a lot of a lot of editing going on. Yeah. Um, but you know, we got something of a production value. We've sort of seen this type of finale before, so I would want to like be like, this is so different. Vocals by Leland, you know, both songs by Leland, um, and this one particularly had vocals by Leland, um, and it was fine. You know, both yeah, of these were it, fine. This had kind of a, like, Jimbo and the Angry Inch kind of energy. Mm, okay. And I, I felt like the line, like, I don't remember eating corn, but I do remember being born. My first thought was, like, is this what that musical shocked is like? Is it just puns no, like no, that no, for no, two no, hours? no. <laughs> From what I know, I've I've heard a few of the songs. It's not. Yeah, no. I'm. I'll never see shocked. I, I'll cross my arms on that one. <laughs> uh, Candy song, the uh, put some away for taxes. Give me all my money. Um, again, it was fine, but I have to tell you, and I know that we're giving. I'm giving away a little bit of a hint for our Matreon episode. We're going to do a time capsule episode for this season. Um, Definitely what goes in the time capsule is that dollar that gets attached to Candy's boobs during her number. Oh, it was reminding me of Chanel yes. and the My Immortal lip sync when a dollar gets in the titties yeah. and best supporting dollar. You know, I do think it's very ironic that Candy has a song called Pay, Pay Me With Money and she's the only queen this episode who doesn't win any money. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Call my Well, mama. I really... Yeah. <laughs> Tell her about me. Um, <laughs> Tell her about me. <laughs> Tell uh. her about me. Does she remember me? So uh, I do want to acknowledge that Kahana, when when they brought in that gospel finale, which I, I enjoyed, Kahana got to play best featured vocals. And I thought that was a nice oh. little. I thought she did a great job with it. That whole number kind of made me a little uncomfortable. And I don't know why, actually. It's not for any other reason than. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, because you're such a devout Baptist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is just not how you like to see the, the you know, no. praise of the Lord be used. No, there was something you know? too, I don't know. I, I, I Again, I don't even know why, but I felt like I just wanted it to stop. And I'm glad it was short, but that's okay. Uh. Um, yeah, both of these finale numbers. The thing with the finale numbers, and I... I kind of believe this happens every season is that they are produced in such a way that nobody looks bad. The only time that we've seen a queen look bad in a finale is on All-Star season three when they showed yep. B.B. Zahara Benet floundering like a fish out of water at the end of Hey Kitty Girl. Otherwise, all of the final contestants during their finale numbers are edited and produced to basically all be great and be the same. There was nothing that you could point at with Candy and Jimbo's that made them stand out, which is why these finales are just kind of boring. There's no, well, you, want to... you know, there's sorry. Go ahead. I just I do want to acknowledge that I think they put as much lipstick as they could on Roxy Andrews and All Stars Two. Oh, but they, it, thank like, you. That's the second one. But yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, but I think you know the, the BB's you know legs kicking like a fish was an unfortunate moment. Uh, 
They did not have to show that. No. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say at this point, it's kind of also like this final performance and then the final lip sync, like none of these or even the final runway, like the decision has basically already been made. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the thing. By the time you get to this episode, the decision has been made. And I would say there's been very few, you know, across any seasons like season nine is one of the few examples where the finale actually made the decision of who was going to win but it's like you look at season 10 it's like yeah aquaria won but aquaria won the season you look at season 11 it's like you know track record wise evie didn't necessarily win but i think the idea of like brooke the front runner versus evie the underdog it's like okay yeah that's where the season was going the whole storyline yeah and then that's been the storyline and even with all stars seasons right also i think actually I take this back. Monet and Trinity tying was an outcome that nobody saw coming, even the director who filmed that segment because they oh, yeah. edited together yeah, was, a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Shay was definitely supposed to win All-Stars 5. We saw that all season. All-Stars 6, was it always Kylie? I think once you got to the ends because it was like because what was it It was like kylie ginger and right raja did you say i mean i think oh raja o'hara yeah i feel like we thought raja might win i i did think that she might win but i i feel like that'd be an interesting season to revisit because it's like yeah i don't know because i don't i remember not feeling like kylie was like the pick to win mm. i think another example of like all stars three where like obviously the other queens voted even then it was it was more so a surprise that it didn't come down to shangela versus trixie but trixie i still kind of expected to win the season so like even with that twist it's like yeah but like it would have been a real goop if kennedy won oh yeah that would have been the goop for sure so it's like drag. yeah yeah yeah, but fuck her drag. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I hear everything that you're saying. It, it just gives me pause because if you're a queen like Candy, you kind of know how this works. You know, Candy's very. Candy knows she's smart. She's done. She's done this. She's been around this for a very long time because of Aja. She, she must have known that that she wasn't going to win. And then when they came to her and they're like, "We're going to do milkshake." The, the right. whole reason they wanted Milkshake was like, let's really solidify this win for Jimbo. And mm-hmm. Exactly. And Candy was like, Candy, Candy, stop. Wait, stop. Uh, was like, no, don't make it that obvious. And I'm kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I see her point. But Candy was never right. going to win. I think that that, like, I feel like she's smart enough to know that, like, track record-wise, she's reputation wise with the fandom if that gets factored in there's just so many elements there like just the drag that Jimbo's been doing you know what I mean like Mm. there's there's never been a week like Jimbo's weakest look was still Mm. you know leaps and bounds in terms of like creativity or like you know something fresh versus a lot of candies that were very similar and uh I don't know I guess if you're if it's since it's a competition you're gonna compare those things and yeah, I feel like every, so everybody knew everybody everybody in the room knew, including Candy and Jimbo, by the last episode who was going to win this thing. Do you think then? Let's shift to the the rest of the cast. 
that they were surprised that Lala won? If I were in that cast, I would assume that like Jessica would have won. I think if they didn't do the the spinning wheel, then then Jessica probably would have won. Yeah. Yeah, right? So, yeah. Maybe Darian? I, maybe Darian? I feel like maybe it's because I'm in an echo chamber, but like everybody was living for that campaign, quote unquote. I vo- I mean, listen, I put a lot of votes towards Darian, and I gave Lala a couple as well, and maybe my vote is the one that pushed it over the edge. So blame wow. me. Well, you know, I didn't vote because I don't believe that the fame games are real. Well, you know, then you missed out because I had to sign up with my email address for a whole new thing, oh, and I'm sure that that, that is not good. Right. Yeah. And and I'm sure that that's not, they're never going to use that information for anything else. You know what I mean? So there's also that that you know I just like scanned a QR code and was like, sure, here's my email address. I got to vote for my queens. <laughs> got to get in there. Ten votes. You're not gonna Absolutely. Vote me. You're not gonna, not gonna vote, vote me. me. <laughs> get the right not campaign register for you, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the wrong voter for you. Not gonna register me. Absentee. Oh, God, talk about voter fraud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this truly. I mean, it, if Fox News wants to sue, vote now. Dragrace. They should go for it because nothing on this was the up and up. You know, uh, the fake games is what I can call the fake it. games. Yeah, yeah. Fake games. we keep worrying about TikTok and China and data. Let me tell you, I just gave my social security number to somebody in China. <laughs> So that I could vote for Darian Lake six times. <laughs> Worth it. Wait, so each email address gets 10 votes? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is wild to me. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I got better spread it around. Oh, you know? my God. Yeah, you know that there's people with 30, 50 email addresses just being Absolutely. like, I am voting for... My sister, Nasha. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's why yeah. I don't think these fame games were real at all. Like, at all, Mary. <laughs> They're not going to well, give that know. much power to the fans. They're not. They're not. They need... Uh, Drag Race needs to control everything. They're not just going to... Like, who would have won if the fans had voted? Do you think it was Jessica? I think it would have been Jessica. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh I, Again, I don't know why they didn't let that happen, but for whatever reason, they had this wheel of death thing, this wheel of fortune, fortune, and c- completely controlled the narrative. Uh, it, it's just so funny to me. It's so it's so another chocolate bar kind of gimme. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the chocolate bar. It's the the golden plunger. Mm. It's the points. It's the, you know, it's all that stuff. You know. Um, I mean, uh, that being said, it, it the fact that Lala won, I think, rounds out truly one of the finest, one of the finest edits a queen mm. has ever gotten on a season. Yeah. From soup to nuts, Lala had only impeccable moments. Even when the runways were not, I mean, were pizza. You know what I mean? She right. That wake line this had, episode. Yeah. No. She, yeah, but like, it who didn't cared? Matter. Because. It was Lala Ree, and she was a joy to watch, and she, you know, won a challenge, and she won that lipstick and lip sync, and she won that money, and she was a robbed queen, and she won the fame games, and she was a great commentator. I, uh, you know, I, yeah, she might get honestly, a roast chicken I, from Alexis. Yeah, no, she might. Yeah, uh, Alexis wants to make her a roast chicken. Yeah. Like uh, Lala came out of this 
with an impeccable edit. Uh, that's actually a really great point. Uh, there's very few queens that are mm-hmm. robbed, right? You know, because she was robbed, right? Like in in the grand scheme of things. I also marry. This is a hot take, so don't you know take it with a grain of salt. I also don't think production intended for Lala to go home when Lala went home, and I think that this was. Uh, uh, kind of to make up for that. Well, the only one who's going to be able to confirm that is Nasha Lopez, because <laughs> she's the only one who seems to know all these details, things that she wasn't even in the room for. The beauty. Nasha seems to. Is yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 Bitches. I'm always back. <laughs> Bitches. I'm always here. Oh, don't don't say that about my sister. She's my sister. My sister is here. <laughs> Oh, Nasha, bitches, she's back. Listen, um, I will say this: the finale looks were fabulous. They were all fabulous. They were. Who's, they were. Who's, Kahana? Yes, Kahana. Kahana's reveal that was incredible. Oh my that god, was really beautiful. Oh my yeah. god. And you know, it also felt a little too precious for me by how she was describing it, and it didn't matter. I like she was like, "This is the bones of my ancestors." I'm like, "Oh, you better." Work. Yeah, you better work. Yes, I I was just like, and I I was I was boned up watching it. Bones it and all, absolutely. Bones yeah. and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got a boner right here. You know, I'm just looking. Uh, yeah, I got you. a I got a yeah I got a boner ancestor. I barely know her. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got a bone to pick with you. I got a bone to pick for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm the right bone for you, little girl. <laughs> Grab a dog a bone. Woof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she looked I, absolutely stunning. I don't know who designed that. I know that that I think Kana gave them credit on social media, but that was probably probably the best look in a finale that I've seen. I can't think of like a finale, not the past winner. Obviously, you know, you think of Ayla Chachki and and Sasha Valor and stuff, but that look was uh for a contestant you know just a contestant to come back in that oh my god you know th- like that had impact kind of like um detox's black and white look had impact you know what mm-hmm. i mean mhm yeah yeah i thought she looked great Ugh. i uh you know a lot of people have been singing the praises of alexis they love that red dress Mary, they, I, they love her little tool listen i don't want to get another one star on itunes but oh we're drowning in them y- yeah y- you can't you can't tell me that that was not impeccable. It was, perf- I mean, her face, uh, oh my God. And then there's a picture that just came out on Insta or something, uh, you know, because they do those photo shoots. Absolutely outstanding. I, yeah. And, you know, good for Alexis, who got read all the time for her looks and, and whatever during her season. This was a triumph. Yeah, Alexis, you know, it was okay. You know, Alexis, she's fine. You know what I mean? Alexis, uh, Alexis. Um, no, she was great. She looked beautiful. Uh, she unfortunately did not get any of the beat, you know, and I, we, we haven't really checked in too much on the beat in the past oh, few weeks. Oh, but, but I think I know who I did want, get it. Well, I, they spread the beat around a little bit because <laughs> even Kasha Davis got a little bit of the beat. Oh, <laughs> James got a little bit. You know, I got to say, Kasha and Darian were both giving me like Beetlejuice on Broadway. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. 
Totally. Uh, James got a little bit of the beat. All right. Uh, Kahana got a little bit of the beat. Uh, even Lala got a little bit of the beat. Oh, but okay. uh, even Candy gets a little bit of the beat. But the full, uninterrupted beat, appropriately enough, Jimbo. went to Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Jimbo. I Listen, I get the look. I thought it was great. But... I feel like I always have this question about like the Met Gala looks and and fashion in general. But like, was the dress supposed to be wrinkly? Oh, I don't know. I guess I need thicker glasses. I didn't realize there were wrinkles. I don't know, Mary. I'm I don't understand when things are wrinkly. I'm just like, wait, steam that. You know, it's I'm just like, why is it wrinkly? That's so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's distracting. But like, I don't know, maybe somebody in fashion would be like, it's supposed to distract you, you know? Um, and I'm kind of yeah. like, well, I didn't get that, you know? Um, yeah, everybody looked really, really great. I I appreciated the runway. I thought it was, it was great. One thing I will say about Candy's look, her face looked AI generated in a good in like an amazing way like it looked perfect and where is chad sell when you need him he would have had a field day with candy's look well he would have had a field day all season oh yeah. everything jimbo is jimbo doing did. yeah that's true that's true i mean i i've seen grumblings on on twitter and reddit which is you know my mistake for seeing any of it about candy's look and this isn't no good and this would have been just safe on another queen or another episode blah, blah blah and i like i don't know i can't speak to dresses but that little wig that little just that little wig you know that little oatmeal cream pie on her head i i did feel like it, it i wanted her to have more hair because that little wig it just looked like a little like you know a licorice wheel just Sitting on her dome. A little you know? snow cap. <laughs> just a little snow cap. Just a little non-parel <laughs> plopped on her fontanelle. Non-parel. You know? <laughs> just a little non-parel. It was a non-parel. It was perilous. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, guess I, I guess I really kind of loved the little wig. Like the little nothingness of it. And it was, I don't know, because it made everything else like have the volume it needed. And I definitely hear the critique of Candy all season, which is that she needs bigger wigs. Uh, obviously, she she had some big wigs. Uh, one of them being that like blow up one, uh, the the nylon one or whatever when mm-hmm. she came out the looking polyester like polyester one yeah, yeah. or the uh, what is that polyethylene or whatever it is when she looked yeah, like a floaty that. when she looked like a little swimmy in the pool with her two butts with her yeah two butts. with her two butts yeah. that weren't weren't on her butt. Um, yeah, I, but I, I hear that critique. I've also been one to critique her of like, this is another, this is the same shape, but it it doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, she didn't look, it, it, it doesn't mean that she doesn't look great. Um, cause she does, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this would be safe on any other season. I feel like they are specifically just picking on candy, Mary. That's just what that feels like to me. That feels like. You're being petty for no reason. Because if that was a thin girl, they wouldn't have anything to say about that. I guess we'll never know yeah. until Candy competes on a versus the world season in a in a year there or two. There you go, Mary. She, and she's gonna yeah. she's gonna win. She's gonna win. Well, yeah. well, we'll see. I was waiting uh, for RuPaul to say to Jimbo, 
You know, I used to dress like, you know, skag drag, you know, combat boots, smeared lipstick. I wanted the arm. Ugh. I wanted him to do the arm. I, you're the type of queen I grew the up board. with. I, you're from my tribe. When she said that, I was like, oh, this is a Willow Pill winner's edit. Middle finger to yes. society. Punk rock. Punk is not dead. You're the perfect example of punk's not dead. And then RuPaul caps it off with a joke about healthcare in Canada. Mary, this was the winner's edit. This, uh, that's when I was like, there is absolutely no question if there was one of Jimbo winning. She is winning. One fun fact I learned trolling the internet, Jimbo gets to keep all of her prize money because she's Canadian. Because she's Canadian, she doesn't have to pay any of her prize money, taxes? Nope. She can, like, she, I, there's, like, something you do to claim it in Canada. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. That's that's pretty good. That's I mean, you get yourself a nice little, you know, maybe not a whole townhouse for two hundred thousand dollars in Toronto, but like you could fix one up in like Mississauga, you know. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the houses in Toronto. Are they really expensive? Yeah, it's, it's apparently it's very expensive to live there now. Oh well, uh, great. Apparently, it takes forever to get anywhere, or it takes forever to get out of the city in Toronto. That's what people say. Yeah. Oh, that's what the, this couple I met in Spain. I went to Spain. I don't know if you know. A couple weeks Did ago. Did you yeah. go? Wait a minute. You were in Spain, right? Yeah, I went to Spain. Were you that guy having all the sex in Spain I read about? Uh, no, that wasn't me. I was just that filming wasn't it. You? I was filming it. Yeah. Oh, sure. I was yeah, the you Nelson. were the guy shaking yeah. the camera. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was me. Yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, Fame Games winner, La La Rie. Uh, I, I still can't even imagine them filming this however many times. Um, Mary, the final lip sync. Give me your thoughts on Do You Want to Funk? Yeah, Do You Want to Funk? I mean, you know, I I want to say this, and I, I also very much saw this when they had the, like, when Jimbo and Candy watch the episode and they find out who wins, mm. like, that video. Uh-huh. In that video, but also a little bit here, I, I put this out here for our our housewives marries. I feel like Candy Muse gives me like a thicker Lisa Rinna, especially when she does these ponytails. And I just, you know, it's the end of the season and who knows, we may never talk about Candy again, but if I can't put that out in the world, because that's my conclusion is that Candy Muse gives me a thick Lisa Rinna. Mm. And I think it, especially out of drag, how much Jimbo is Pee Wee Herman and how much we, I don't think we've really acknowledged the like Paul Rubens energy mm. of Jimbo. Uh, but in terms of, I, so I say those now because who knows if I'll ever get a chance to say that again, but in terms of the lip sync, Jimbo did phone acting, mm-hmm. Jimbo, you know, uh, and the decision had been, mm-hmm. the, the reveals, the, the decision had been made, and I I felt like I was just waiting for Jimbo to get her crown. Come on, get your crown, girl, right? I was like, come yeah. get your clock. Yo, delicious. Come get your <laughs> clock, delicious, girl. Yeah. Come get your soaking clock, <laughs> soaking you know? Clock, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I one thing I just want to mention, you know, meta about lip syncs. The knee slides need to stop. Queens need to stop doing the knee slides. They don't do what you think they're doing. They are rarely appropriate to the song. It's clearly a like a 
it, it's not a split, right? Like that's the other thing I notice about those knee slams, the knee slides. It's not a split. I it 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 can very easily not be controlled, just like this one because she fell over. And I think they need to stop. They they have to resist the urge to let the adrenaline get to them to feel like they need to do more and do that knee slide. I'm just not into it. I was uncomfortable when Michael J. Fox did it in Back to the Future, and I'm uncomfortable when any queen does it on the main stage. The only time I want to see a slide is if Dottie Henson has yelled out, dirt in the skirt, dirt in the skirt, man. The only That's time, the only time I, want, the only I time want to see this. I want to see a slide is when Julia Roberts yells slide in one of her art yes. history classes. <laughs> That's the only slide I'm interested in. The only slide I am interested in is the one at Splish Splash on Long Island. <laughs> on Long Island. And only if it means at the end of the slide, we, we go to the food court and I get the fries in the brown and yellow cup. <laughs> slide. <laughs> slide. Uh, All right. Mona Lisa sideways smile. Mary. Uh, that was it. All-Stars 8 is over. I got to say, in prepping for our Matron episode, which we're going to record in a little bit, uh, it's about the time capsule. So we're going to pick some objects that we think could go into the time capsule for this season. Basically, an object that represents this season. And I got to say, going back into you know my notes or just like looking through some of the past episodes, I cannot believe... I cannot believe how long ago this season started, how I totally forgot about the Scream Queens episode. Do you remember I do you remember tell that? You a yeah. thing about it. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Mary, like there was an SNL uh spoof. I mean, is that the one when uh what's your what's her name? Uh Love Connie showed up and they drove around in a in a golf cart in the parking lot. Is that that episode? No. With 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 Luscious B. Jones, what was her name? Noir London. No, that that wasn't that, even this that, season. <laughs> oh, was, what was that? The UK? When did we? What was that? Spain? We kind of stopped doing Spain. It wasn't. Was that Spain. Kelly Roller? Is that when Kelly Roller no. won Spain? This oh wait, season? yes. Wait, 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 wait a second. No, that was season fifteen. Yes, that was season fifteen because yeah. uh, Sasha Sasha Colby had a segment where she dropped the note cards, right? And then she went home. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, no, I know. This is season fifteen. This the, is season fifteen. The one in the go kart was a no. It was not Anitra. No, it was it was Lux Noir London. Oh it yes, it was yeah. Lux who did such a good job in that challenge. Okay, so but yeah. yes, Mary, I'm just saying, this is our twelfth episode. It, it, it this is this has been a long season. Adele Dazim was the first episode guest. I couldn't tell you anything about her. <laughs> I except except since then she had a bit of a viral moment on like TikTok oh, and Instagram. Yeah. She's like giving housewives that, energy. Yeah. Right. Doing mom rock in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Her and Josh Groban. <laughs> oh yeah. You lift me up. You lift me up. This will uh, be my prayer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's Charlotte Church? Because I'm trying to do the prayer over here. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, that is All Stars 8. Congratulations to Beverly. Congratulations to the Queens. I know, you know, it's always a bumpy ride. Fans are awful. They get worse and worse each, worse and worse each season. I do hope the best for queens like Candy, for queens like Alexis, who got a, a bad brunt of it. You know, I'm sure there was another queen that got, you know, ripped apart. But Candy and Alexis seem to be taking the cake, um, you know, from all sides. So they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, but it was a bumpy ride. It was a bumpier ride than needed because this season was a little underwhelming. And I think they blame the cast members. And granted, hey, maybe, you know, I guess what Candy said, Candy spilled some tea of like, yeah, people were giving their sob stories in the workroom and it was really boring and whatever. But, you know, uh, it at the end of the day, it sort of doesn't matter. All of these queens, their careers are going to be elevated for a little while. And I think that's good. Well, uh, you know, I feel like this is the appropriate place to name my BSA of the season. Oh. I and it, And I have to say, I just, I have to give it to miss re the lala re experience mm. i would say in in so many ways i mean listen there's nominees monica's got her beatrice straight nomination Ooh, for right? soaking clock and for looking Jessica, like a like, an, like a pissed off asshole all season you know yeah looking like an asshole and then there's <laughs> jessica with her soft shell tacos oh my god that moment and obviously the drama that alexis brought you know there's nominations i i thought darian was an early pick but i think at the end of the day overall like it's it's as if lala re won the best supporting actress oscar and jimbo won the best actress mm. oscar i think that's how this season netted out okay and i am very happy with that best breakout performance goes to monica you know uh i think that's where i would put her because that is very much like a, a featured star you know yeah it was, it was a great moment for her uh you know uh, it's either alexis or lala for me um taking the BSA of the season and I, I think I have to agree with you I think I have to give it to Lala I was rooting for Lala we were all rooting for her how dare she I was rooting for Lala all season from the start from the start when she was announced to be on the season I was like oh everybody better watch out this is the queen I fucking love her and it doesn't matter what she looks like she is the pizza queen Ugh, ugh, love her the pizza queen of the season the fame game winner, mm. you know, if they were doing Miss Congeniality, I think there's, you know, she was a, sure. she was a hoot. Sure. She really, Jessica I mean, and her, did, I think were are contenders for yes. Miss Congeniality. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, breakout star for Monica. And I think for Jessica, there's kind of like a, um, lifetime achievement award for Jessica, you know, a moment of reappreciation for mm. Jessica Wilde. Mm. Jessica Wild, paging Jessica Wild. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Wild. We never called her Jess. Jess we never called yeah. her Jesse. Right. Jess Wild. Jesse Wild. Let's scare we Jessica to death. Je- yeah, let's name let's Jessica. Let's scare Jessica Wild. <laughs> let's scare Jessica Wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on the season, on the finale, you can absolutely let us know or join us over on Patreon. Um, but if you do want to let us know, we are on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or we on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. 
And you can hear more of me talking about Best Supporting Actresses like La La Re every week on the Best Supporting Podcast. And you could find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us on Instagram at Pod. Or no, you can get more of both of us on Patreon. I kind of forgot what I was saying. You get more of us on Patreon, uh, including the All-Stars 8 time capsule episode that we're about to record at patreon.com slash allrightmary. Well, all right, Mary, in honor of Jimbo's win, also in honor of Monica Beverly Hills' soaking clock, the final last chance lip sync for this season, I thought it would be very appropriate. It's the big comfy couch theme song. Luna and Molly, a girl and her dolly. Just like the Shirley Temple and her dolly. They talk about clowning. I mean, she's a clown after all. And, you know, she has that, you know, clock that she rolls around in, you know? Yeah, she's got that clock. And, you know, it takes a takes a lot of couch cushions to make boobs like that and hips like that. So, you know, those boobies, they make, they make for a big comfy couch. Mm, that's right. Big comfy couch. I could just see Jimbo lip syncing to this starter show and it's super weird. You know, I don't know. Uh, I think this I'd is a, love it. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great uh, lip sync. So anyway, yeah. Mary's, um, you know, bitch, you know, I live since we didn't get any Kylie Sonique love. Thanks so much for listening. And we will see you soon uh, with more All Right, Mary content. Not sure what's going on the main feed yet, but stay tuned because we will be back. Yeah, you're not going to say goodbye to me. No. I'm the right I'm the right tot scenes for you, little girl. That's right. Yeah, I suck them. I swallow them. Yeah, I suck them and I swallow them. I gobble them, I swallow them, I dribble down the side of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't with these dramatics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, right in this little garage. Tot scenes. <laughs>